Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisper podcast for Kickstarters. I am Richard Bliss, your host and the Game Whisperer, and I'm joined by my co-host today, the London Whisperer, Lawrence O'Brien. Lawrence, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Richard. Always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have you on, and I assume the weather is going to be uh, warm and sunny in London because it, it is every time we talk. Well, it's always warm where I am, and today the weather was sunny, but it was a bit crisp outside, has to be said. Getting a little bit chilly now. Yeah. Um, I, every time I go to London, it rains, so I, I, I just don't know if I can believe you when you, when you well, say I, that. Well, I don't know that that necessarily reflects on London, and I'll <laughs> say no more on that. All right. Hey, we are here to talk about Kickstarter. Uh, it has been an interesting beginning to the year. Kickstarter did phenomenal, as we've talked about on the show. Indeed. The last year, $2 million in funding, a uh, little over 100 projects, 110 projects. But it's actually Kickstarter is starting to get a lot of attention in the press, in the news, and there's been a lot of interesting discussions about the success. But what, what's interesting for us in the board game space is that last year, when we look at Kickstarter, last year, the opening of the, of the year was a dismal performance for Kickstarter projects. Three mm-hmm. projects funded last year successfully. And in January. In January. Excuse me. Three projects in January successfully funded. Uh, we are a little over halfway through January, and we're uh, well beyond that. I'm looking at currently there are about 30 projects. If you go to purplepond.com, look at my weekly roundup, you'll see we've had about 30 projects so far for the month of January. Uh, and we've funded already, we've funded a hundred and let me look at my notes, $128,000 compared to $37,000 last year. Wow. So if, if this is the slow month, we can only imagine what's going to happen once August hits the height of, of, uh, conventioning and, uh, Project it's going to be great. It it's is going to be great. It is going to be great. I guess uh, the this forecast, gloom and doom forecast of a bubble, maybe was uh, not quite accurate. What do you think? Well, I, I think that the, I mean, talk, people talking about has has this particular element of Kickstarter reached a peak, and the difficulty I have with that statement is the uh, proportion of people I know who have no idea what Kickstarter is far outweighs those who've heard what it is. So there's a massive amount of people, I believe, who are still p- potential to build Kickstarter as a revenue generator. There's just too many people out there that don't know about it yet. And as you say, the press will build and the interest will build, and this is going to be a very interesting year. I saw – I think you're exactly right. Out on, uh, I was out on a forum. A person had posted their project – they had just said on the forum that, hey, I just launched a project on Kickstarter. Uh, and their question was, how much uh, exposure do I expect from Kickstarter to help me drive traffic to my event, to my project? And it was interesting as the, as the responses flowed in that this person who had put their project up there was actually unaware of probably how much work and effort it takes to get a successful Kickstarter project going. But it was mm-hmm. just an example of yet another person just kind of walking in and, and talking about Kickstarter with uh, a group of people in this case who knew it. But as you're pointing out, we're just going to continue to see more and more people come out with ideas. Well, I think, I think there's plenty of people with ideas. I think there's just a lot of people out there looking for a way to launch their dreams. And, and I think that, you know, the more people that, come across Kickstarter and people who are interested in funding uh, projects come across Kickstarter, the bigger it's going to be. And, and just crowdsource funding, full stop. That brings up an interesting uh, 
observation. As we're seeing in right now, the games that I'm seeing, I'm seeing that there's a bit of a trend. I think that this year we're going to see a, uh, a huge uptick in the number of role-playing games on Kickstarter under the game category, RPGs as we refer to them as. And I think that's because uh, we're starting to discover that RPGs can do quite well. Uh, Quantum, Quantum, a, an RPG from last year, was in the top one of the top tens, excess of forty thousand dollars. Right. And you're going to continue. Far West was an RPG. It was in the top ten, uh, excess of forty thousand dollars. I think you're going to see a lot of these RPGs. What do you think is driving that? I have my ideas. What do you think? Oh, that's a really good question. I, uh, I mean, maybe it's uh, the the fact that there's that element of the gaming market uh, as only just discovered uh, the Kickstarter. Maybe um, I think it's it's also the the audiences required for funding those sort of projects. Maybe have arrived at Kickstarter. I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I mean it's refreshing to see uh, because it's you know another form of gaming and and. You, we're willing to have everybody on board, uh, but you know, you, even now, as you say, there's there's people like uh, Gene Grafter uh, are all doing really well, uh, and it's more RPGs. Yeah, Gene. Gra- just to say, be clear though, Gene Grafter is a card game, not an RPG. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, but they are doing very well. They're about to wrap up here in a few minutes. So, some things that you should be looking for as you're listening to the podcast, what you should see coming out in 2012, and particularly right now, is that you should see a lot of these RPGs coming out, a lot more interest there. I, one of the things that I think, and what I'm observing, is that RPGs uh, don't require a lot of manufacturing cost. Uh, good artwork, a good storyline, a good world-building uh, program allows you to put together an RPG relatively inexpensive when it comes to the actual manufacturing some of these rpgs are coming out on kindles as as kindle um pdfs and that doesn't require a significant amount of uh, effort and money to print out all of that although they're still they're still raising a lot of money do you think that's also on the back that there's quite an established market around electronic publishing of uh, role-playing content so you have people like drive-through rpg where you can go and find you know a lot of people who've uh, published either historically uh, who are reprinting electronically or new people, there's a massive amount of content that's available electronically. There is, and, and I think also the ability to do supplements, to add on. So uh, these are some of the things that you're going to be seeing coming in. You know, I think there's also an interest in retro games, that we're going to see some old titles start to be brought out through the Kickstarter process. This, right. is, this is interesting because if you if you have a specific interest in a particular title, you on your own could uh, uh, you know, track down who has the, the, the publishing rights, approach them, and put a Kickstarter project together. And what we see with so many of the projects, for example, this week, uh, there's a, of the $130,000, know, if we take a look at, at who's backing these projects, mm-hmm. we, can, we can take a quick look. As I just pull it up here, we can take a quick look at how many backers are needed to be successful. So, for example, Island Fortress, a board game that funded on the 15th for $20,000. Right, two hundred and forty-four backers. Good uh, number. Cave Master, an RPG, funded with thirty-two hundred dollars, sixty-five backers. You know, that's about what is that? About fifty, forty to fifty dollars on average per backer. Mm-hmm. That's not a whole lot of people that you need to target to become successful. So, if you have a retro game, a retro uh, maybe an RPG module to, to bring it up kind of up to speed to the new rules, an, an old game that's out of print that you want to bring back. 
really, if that's your target, not to build a, oh, hey, I'm going to launch a game company, but instead say, I just want to bring back some of these titles. Well, I mean, that's been a successful um, reason for existing games publisher. I mean, that's how uh, Z-Man started. Right. He I had mean, a, he, he, a deck of cards. So, that, right. That's right. And it was something that he enjoyed and used to play, and you just couldn't get them. And he went, oh, you know what? I'd like to find out how I can get these back. And, you know, that started the Z-Man empire. So you've been talking to uh, an individual, uh, Julian Musgrave, who did uh, some games back from the 80s. Is that one that was? Yeah, and back in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, that was uh, Julian Musgrave of Wotan Games. And I went out and chat with him uh, to talk about the, you know, he has an existing catalog, shall we say, of um, titles that were produced back in those days. And I said, well, there's a consideration. You always look at the idea of requiring funding to kickstart an idea or a dream. And for me, I look historically at those games, and that was part of my childhood. And I wonder, well, I wonder if I can bring those back. Yeah, bring them up to and speed so, with the new, that's right. you know, new concepts, new th- new mechanics to kind of clean it up, get some play. People have played out, have played it. I imagine house rules are out there. You just reach out to those people, look at incorporating some of those house rules to make the game a, a little bit more playable in, the, in this gen- new generation. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because oftentimes, it, sometimes it's content. It's not necessarily just backers, but it can be content. How do I find the content in order to be successful? Um, and this is one way to go back through old, old games. So with the RPGs, old games, you know, um, one of the guests that's going to be on the show, Peter Atkinson, uh, the, the, the genius behind Gen Con is going to come on the show. And, and, and I've asked him to come on the show to talk about some of the, the, the issues that are out there in the industry because it's not necessarily Kickstarter is, is the only way you can find funding. And so he's going to come on the show. But the reason I asked him is because Gen Con is huge for RPGs. And uh, we should see when Gen Con, I think, is in August, September this year. I think mm-hmm. we'll see a lot of Kickstarter games there, and particularly RPGs, that'll have a huge presence. And conning, if we call it that, is a key piece of being successful with your Kickstarter project. If you have a Kickstarter yeah. game you want to bring out this year, don't be in a hurry. Uh, because the con market is just starting up, get an opportunity, take your prototype, go around, show it off, get feedback, build that buzz before you even get going. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's interesting to look at the the looking at Kickstarter slightly wider. It was the idea that you know we went to Spiel and we saw Kickstarter there. If as we said in the last podcast we did together, if you go to Sundance, how many things at Sundance were Kickstarter projects? Yeah, fourteen. That- fourteen of the films at Sundance Film Festival this year were backed by Kickstarter. Right, and now you're looking at this. Uh, surge of rpg you're heading towards gen con it'll be interesting to see how many people are there with their games this was successfully funding on kickstarter i think it'll be i think it'll be a very large number which is why i asked peter to come on the show to kind of talk about some of the things that we might be seeing uh when we reach that date speaking of and and speaking of cons you'll see the game whisperer and funding the dream at some of those cons my first one that i'll be at speaking uh, doing a presentation on how to be successful on Kickstarter with your board game idea will be at Dundracon, which will be February 19th in San Ramon in the San Francisco Bay Area. If any of our listeners are in the area, uh, welcome to come to the... It'll be Sunday, the 19th at 2 p.m., talking about how to be successful with Kickstarter, using taking a lot of the data that I've compiled, 
working with the Kickstarter team as well so that you can kind of, you know, get up personal, up close and personal and ask questions about, okay, you've got a game idea. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. That'll be good. It'll be fun. I, it will be fun. You know, we're going to see so many changes and so many things develop. Uh, you know, last year we talked about the ecosystem of Kickstarter. The Kickstarter is changing the ecosystem. Uh, I've had a lot of people on the show who've talked about that, and I think we're going to see that ecosystem really start to develop. Manufacturing, Kickstarter is helping the manufacturing process because now you can fund at a proper level to get the type of quality games that you want because Kickstarter is willing to back it rather than people taking out loans or personal loans from friends and family and then are under some kind of pressure to to cut corners to stretch the money. Instead, Kickstarter is saying, okay, hey, uh, you saw this with a lot of games. I, again, I think about my the folks over at uh, Carnival, uh, the Dice Hate Me folks, where they were able to upgrade their components because they raised so much money. And you see this over and over with so many different games. And we're going to see yeah. that. Well, we saw that with uh, D-Day Dice, wasn't it? I mean, by the end of it, they were being so successful uh, overstretching their target that they were giving away kitchen sink and, and uh, you know, bags for everyone to put all their stuff in, which was it was fabulous because it afforded them not only to reach their dream, but to produce it in a format that they would be proud of and they could be generous with, which was wonderful. Any uh, any projects out there that you're watching, that you're backing, that you're tracking, that you that, that have kind of taken your interest? Well, I, I, there's lots of I mean, there's lots of stuff as we've seen. I mean, I did like uh, what's recently uh, funded seconds ago, um, four days ago actually was Realm Coins. Uh, I did like the I just like that idea. It was just no nice, and 427 people agreed. Um, to the tune and it of was, j- just under thirty thousand dollars, and it's basically uh, and basically it's just a game supplement, right? Right, yeah. But you know, you looked at it, and it was you know, is I'll tell you how it how it struck me is you know when you get chocolate coins, yeah, and you eat the chocolate. I mean, that, that's you know why there are chocolate. Coins. Actually, I always like the coins, <laughs> and I always thought it was a shame I had to break the coin to eat the chocolate. Now, admittedly, anyone who's met me know that I've obviously eaten all the chocolate. Um, that sort of that's what attracted me to it. It's just a it was a supplement, yeah, like you say, it was it was an accessory, but it was such a, a fabulous idea. Um, outside of that, I mean, like we mentioned earlier, I was looking at Gene Crafter. I thought it's quite nice. Always nice to make a mistake on a podcast, so I can enjoy it for the rest of eternity uh, as a card game, which uh, looks fun. Uh, but also, there was the, the uh, a game around the learning the Irish language. Yeah, I put uh, that I put that one on the list. Uh, we're including that on Purple Pond. Because I thought to expand to the whole game area, they're using gaming to learn a different language. Did you want to learn how to speak Irish? Uh, Gaelic. I, I can oh. actually say the word properly. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, that? uh, that, that's the correct word for Irish. Yeah, Gaelic. Gaelic. Um, right. uh, although yes, I'm probably going to get corrected now. You know, I have to say it a specific way. Well, with a name like O'Brien, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it would be a good thing to do, just so I can understand when my dad mumbles things when he's unhappy at me as to whether he's mumbling something or he's you know using gaelic at me i, I never know so uh, yeah but it's it's attracting i mean literally what they say you you want to be able to learn a language and you do it by playing a game well why not i love playing games and at the end of it i have fun enjoy you know the game have a load of friends around and you you learn a language and that's double bubble as they say here good, jo- all good, good job brain is a podcast that has successfully funded the, their project ended yesterday, and that's a podcast. Mm-hmm. They raised uh, about $3,700 doing a trivia show podcast. 
So that was kind of that was kind of fun. I am you know one of my pet projects that I've been following, and I've spoken about them. I had them on the show. Angry Doll. I know that sounds like Angry Doll, but it's Angry mm -hmm. Doll um, from the twins from Norway. The three D designer glasses. Their projects. About oh yeah. A, their projects about a week away. They're at seventy five percent. And they're getting close. Uh, I have to admit, I took my daughter to go see Beauty and the Beast 3D. And she's like, Dad, do I have to wear these ugly glasses? You know, she's six. And she's even getting a sense of, I don't, I don't like these. And, but we you know, watched the movie. And during the whole movie, I'm thinking, oh, it would have been so cool for me to bring my own. And I've pledged at a, at a level that I get to design my own uh, uh, unique design. The Game Whisper, oh, really? Yeah, the Game Whisper Funding the Dream edition of the gla glasses. <laughs> That's too cool. Well, and I'm how's watching, that, I'm how's watching, that for a giveaway? There we go. Huh? That'd be cool. If you're look, if you're looking, you know, you're going to you're going to see a uh, see a film. You're going to see a show. How about just stealing a little bit of the uh, of the event? You know, because you're like, I'm going to see a film, but I'm wearing these glasses. Do you like these glasses? You can have one of those because I'm the game whisperer. <laughs> that's right. That's a, I'd say that's how you steal that show. That's how you steal that show. And and you're referencing my book that came out uh, this week called Stealing the Show. Uh, that talks a little bit about how if you're trying to get noticed, whether it's with your game project or an event or whatever it might be, some of the steps that you can do that. It's called Stealing the Show. Thank you for that plug, uh, Lawrence. <laughs> well, I knew you wouldn't plug your own stuff in your own podcast, so I thought I would do a backhanded plug. Did you like that? that I was... appreciate that. And, and if we're going to do a plug, uh, uh, Funding the Dream podcast Kickstarter project should be going up here in about a week. Uh, as we, uh, one of the reasons I was watching Good Job Brain is because that was another podcast. But in our case, we're looking at uh, funding season three. There's so much stuff coming out. We've given away so much good, great information, and we're doing a lot of research on how this is how to be successful on Kickstarter. That uh, we'll be doing a Kickstarter project to fund a lot of the things that we want to do on the show, and so that'll be well, coming out here soon. It's, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. You're actually using what we've learned to raise money to carry on bringing the word to the street. That's then. That's the plan. Well, we're just out about we're just about out of time. So I just wanted to make sure that we had uh, we covered a few of these Kickstarter projects. If you're listening, uh, we uh, we appreciate your listening. We appreciate the uh, support for the show, the uh, feedback. You can reach me at rbliss at thegamewhisperer.com. Uh, many of you have, and it's been great to get to know people. You can follow us on Twitter at Game Whisperer, drop the the on Twitter, and uh, we would love to hear the projects that you have. And if you'd like to be a, a part of the show and come on and, and have us talk to you about your project or some of the things that you've learned, feel free. Again, our bliss at bliss, excuse me, our bliss at thegamewhisperer.com. Reach out. Let us know things that you've learned, things that we can share with the listeners, uh, and uh, we would love to have you. Lawrence, any last words? Oh, no, it's just that it's been a wonderful opportunity always to, to share the podcast. Uh, and uh, as you've said a number of times, it's great to help people to work out the best way to fund their dreams. And that's what we're here for. Thank you for listening to Funding the Dream. I'm Richard Bliss, the Game Whisperer. You've been listening. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, and you've been listening uh, uh, to the show. Now you've listened. We've given you some inspiration. Go out, fund your own dream. And we're looking forward to your success. Thank you for listening.